Good morning, my friend. I hope you're doing well. It is Friday, 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 July 7th, 2023. Amazing. It's just amazing. Um, we are very, very close. 11 days from book launch. Hope is the first dose is coming to you everywhere books are sold in 11 days, July 18th, 2023. Hope is the first dose of treatment plan for recovering from trauma, tragedy, and other massive things. If you're new around here, if this is your first time listening to the Dr. Lee Warren podcast, I'd like to introduce myself to you. I am Dr. Lee Warren, neurosurgeon, author, podcaster, husband, pop, um, all kinds of different things, just like you, lots of different parts of who I am. Um, one of those parts, though, is medical doctor, neurosurgeon. And I just want to, I want to say, um, as as the number of people listening and reading and commenting on the posts and all that have grown, um, I need to remind you once in a while that I have made my social media stuff accessible and open. Anybody can follow me. Anybody can find me on social media. But there has to be a hard line between my practice as a medical doctor, as a neurosurgeon, and my writing and work as a um an author, a podcaster, an influencer, if you will, um, all those things. There has to be a very hard line. Why? There are federal laws about health care. Um, there are malpractice laws about giving advice to patients you're not actually taking care of. There are federal privacy laws about um, even physicians aren't even supposed to like or comment on or share posts from patients who are really in their practice. Um, if they share something publicly about, like if you share something publicly about your back surgery, for example, I'm technically not even supposed to like that post because it's an acknowledgement of a private relationship that we have in the medical world. So I technically could be violating your privacy by sharing your post with other people without your consent. So I have to be very, very careful. And that being said, there's been a few posts lately, comments of people revealing private healthcare information or asking my advice about things. I can't give you medical advice on social media. I can't. Um, and so I have to remove some of those posts. So if you post something and you see it disappear, it's just because I'm trying very hard to separate out and be diligent to protect those two worlds. If you're my patient in the real world, we can't talk about that in public on social media. I can't give you advice. I'm really not supposed to acknowledge you as a patient in public. So we have to be very, very careful with that. Okay. So just, just be careful with that. Now back to the exciting news. The pre-launch campaign for the book is up and it is active on my website. WLee1MD.com is the website. You can get right to the book from the very first homepage or you can add WLee1MD.com slash first dose. And if you have already pre-ordered the book, you can click a button and upload your receipt and then immediately be able to download a number of really cool things. There's a lock screen for your phone two different versions of that that have some graphics related to the book. There's a two and a half hour Spotify playlist. I've been giving you some little previews of the songs on there and we're going to give you another one of those today that you can download. These are songs that were important to me in the writing of the book or songs that Mitch loved or music that reminds me of things that he would have liked. Um, songs about hope and about pain and grief and prayer and, and waiting and all those things are in there. And it's a, it's a journey emotionally through hardship 
into hope. And it ends with our friend Tommy Walker's song, I Have a Hope. By the way, yesterday was Tommy Walker's birthday. Shout out to Tommy. I don't know, what are you, 29 or 30 now? <laughs> Not sure, but we're grateful for Tommy and his influence and the body of work that he's put up for the kingdom and the amazing man that he is. Um, such an inspiration to all of us, and we hear his music on every one of these episodes. Um, so happy birthday, Tommy. We love you, and we're praying for you. Um, hey, um, the last thing. So go check out the pre-order campaign. If you've already pre-ordered the book, make sure you get all those resources. And please, please do not email me and send me your receipt now because I can't upload that for you because the downloads would then come to me. So don't don't create that extra work for me. Um, you go directly to my website, wlewarnmd.com slash first dose or just wlewarnmd.com and you can find the book page. And once you get to the book page, you'll see the button to upload your proof of purchase. If you haven't bought it yet, go ahead. We're going to extend this pre-order campaign through the original book launch date. So through the 25th of July, since we moved the book launch. So you'll be able to download all this great stuff, um, including three bonus chapters of the book as a PDF that you can share with others to encourage them to buy and read the book. So great stuff there, wlewarnmd.com slash first dose. Check it out and make sure you get the goodies that you deserve for pre-ordering and helping us there. The book is already in the top 30 in the self-help and personal development section in the bookstore at Amazon, two weeks away from launch. So we're super excited about that and grateful. Today we're going to talk about one little idea. It's a quick idea. I've got to get to the hospital early. I'm going to give you some understanding of what a patient of mine went through that we talk about in the book, a guy named Marcus Green who had a spinal cord injury. We're going to understand the difference between primary and second injuries, secondary injuries, and what those mean and how to prevent those secondary injuries. It's all critically important in understanding how to heal from trauma and tragedy and other massive things. And the most important thing, my friend, is you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you'd like the show. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. All right, so there's a guy in the book named Marcus Green. That's not his real name, but he's a real guy. And Marcus had an accident where he fell and had a spinal cord injury. And he had a really significant injury called a central cord injury. And this is where you have weakness in your arms and legs. Um, Proximally um, is stronger than distal. So they usually can't flex their hands or their feet, but they can kind of lift their hips. They can shrug their shoulders, sometimes get their arms off the bed. And it's, it's a strange injury 
But the nice thing about central cord injury as opposed to some other types of spinal cord injury is that sometimes these people can get better. Um, at least half of them can walk again, can regain the use of their hands. So these are devastating injuries, but some of them can get better. And what we've learned over the years is that managing these injuries properly in the early phase, what we call the acute phase after trauma, is super important because you can, if you're not careful, you can actually make these folks worse. So what we've learned over time is they often have bone spurs and degenerative arthritis in their neck, which is what causes the injury when they fall. So their spinal cord hits up against a bone spur or something hard, and that soft neurologic structure is easily damaged. So we need to go in and remove those bone spurs and put put more space between the bone and the spinal cord to give it room to prevent future injury and to have a chance to heal. But what we've learned is that in the very early phase, the cord is very swollen and the nerves are very um, vulnerable to further injury. So when we go do surgery, for example, we use drills and cautery and there's heat and vibration and that extra bit of trauma can make the cord injury worse. And so it's clear from the research that you should wait a few days to let that initial swelling in the cord go down, support the cord, do things to reduce swelling, steroids and medications and time to try to reduce the chance that you're going to make things worse with surgery. So there's a timeline for when surgery is helpful and when it can be harmful. And in the neurologic world, we talk about primary and secondary injuries. The primary injury is when you hit your brain or your spinal cord and certain cells get crushed and those cells are gone and you can't get them back. So so the extent of your permanent recovery really depends on how bad that primary injury was. But the confusing thing is in the early days, we can't really tell the difference between a neuron that's just swollen and dysfunctional because it's so swollen or a neuron that's actually killed or dead. We can't tell the difference because those swollen neurons don't work very well. So what we start to see is after a few days when the swelling begins to come down, some of those injured neurons have a chance to come back online and start working better. This is this explains why you wake up from a coma after a few days with a head injury because some of those cells that weren't working now are coming back online and you're starting to wake up, right? So Marcus Green had this spinal cord injury and I had to spend a lot of time explaining to him and his family why we couldn't just go to the operating room immediately and try to fix it because there's this danger of making things worse in the very early phase. We don't want to create or worsen secondary injury. And it dawned on me that that's very much how I felt in the early days after losing Mitch. We talked yesterday about these two words in the Old Testament in the Hebrew that refer to waiting or hoping. And, and the words are kavah, Q-A-V-A-H, and yakal, Y-A-K-H-A-L. And, and yakal really just means wait. So there's all these scriptures like in Isaiah, those who wait upon the Lord. And that waiting is the same as hoping. So so waiting and hoping are tied together inexplicably in the yakal. But kavah has another kind of connotation. And it's this idea of the tension of a cord that's being pulled tight. And you can, as you pull tighter and tighter and tighter, imagine holding a rubber band and stretching it as far as you can. You know there's going to come a point when that tension is going resolve because that rubber band is going to snap. You're pulling on a cord and it's getting tighter and tighter and there's this anticipation. It's coming, it's coming, it's going to break, it's going to release and it finally does. That's the that's the connotation, this cord idea that your kavah has. And, and you feel that after an injury, after a trauma, after a tragedy, after you lose someone, after somebody leaves you, there's this tension. You know 
that it's got to get better. There's got to be a way to heal and move forward. You know that right from the start, that this is horrible, this is a devastating experience, but there's got to be a path forward, and you feel that tension. And that's what Marcus and his family felt. Everybody always says, wait a minute, why can't we just rush off to the operating room? You can fix my spinal cord, and I'll walk out of here. Well, because that's not how it works. If we go right to the operating room after the injury, I can make you worse instead of better. So we've got to wait, and there's some tension in that waiting. You're weak, you're stressed, you're, you're worried, you're not sure you're going to get better, but you know there's got to be a path forward and that tension between the, the now and the not yet, right? That tension between the, I'm going to have surgery, but I can't have it for a few days, that, that pulling on that cord of anticipation of getting better is this idea of what kava means, is what hope means. And that's where Marcus found himself. So Marcus had to go through that waiting phase because we want to understand what the primary injury is. And we got to give that a chance to heal for a few days so that those secondarily injured neurons have a chance to begin to heal. And the same thing is true of your wounded heart, my friend. The same thing is true. You got to go through the tension and the waiting and the kava and the yakal to get better. There's a song on the playlist, the Hope is the First Dose playlist, that you can download if you upload your uh, receipt from having pre-ordered the book. There's a song by Lyle Lovett called I'm Going to Wait. Mitch loved it. It's a great song. It's hilarious. It's I'm Going to Wait just a little bit longer. It's a gospel song. It's really fun and high energy. And it's just one of those songs that, that you get into and you can worship with. You're going to wait. And you understand that sometimes we have to pull on that cord for a while before we can go. Sometimes we have to wait a few days before we can go to the OR. Sometimes we know the healing has to come, but we just can't get there yet, and it's not even appropriate. Because if you start trying to heal the day you lose your son or the day your wife leaves you or whatever, if you start trying to, to make that wound heal too early, you will fail to go through the grieving process properly. You will fail to go through the process of letting that wound set up and begin to heal before you try to close it, and you can make things worse instead of better. Okay, I hope you don't hear it, but there's a big storm raging outside at the wind and the rain and the hay, and it sounds like thunder out there. So if you hear it, forgive me. It's really loud outside right now, and that's kind of appropriate because these storms that come into our lives can be really loud and really hard, and sometimes our only choice in the short term is to wait and wait and wait and know that the great physician, the, the calmer of the storm, is going to come and do the thing that we need him to do, but he can't. he's not going to do it just yet. And because the reason he's not going to do it just yet is because he doesn't want to make secondary injuries. He wants to make sure we heal properly. We just had a conversation with the family who recently lost a child, and that's one of the pieces of advice I gave them. They're in this tricky situation where there's some medical legal stuff going on and they're having to get way down in the weeds of the the itty the, the nitty gritty details of what happened to their child and, and deal with attorneys and all that stuff and, and it's stressful. And I said, make sure that you separate out somehow this stress and this work that you're having to do from the fact that you're wounded and grieving parents. And make sure you let this heal. And don't get so wrapped up in the in the story and the anger and the details and all that that you forget that you've got this horrible wound that has to heal. And if you don't let it heal properly, you're going to create some new ones that could affect your marriage or your other kids or the rest of your life. You've got to learn how to begin this healing process and pull on that cord of kava, like the Old Testament says, in these ways that in, in which we tie the word wait to the word hope. Friend, wait just a little bit longer. It's all going to be okay. 
Don't forget to pre-order the book, Hope is the First Dose. Anywhere books are sold, you can get right to all the vendors from my website, wd1md.com. Upload that receipt. You'll get access to all kinds of goodies. They'll help you in the tension between the now and the not yet. They'll help you manage the primary injury as best it can be managed so that that secondary injury like Marcus's doesn't get worse instead of better. There's more to Marcus's story you'll see in the book. It has a lot to do with the healing and the rehab process of the treatment plan. He's the guy that taught me to relentlessly refuse to participate in our own demise. He's the guy that told me that line. And you can do that too. Relentlessly refuse to participate in your own demise. And that starts as soon as the wound happens. When that wound is fresh, friend, you got to be careful not to create secondary injuries. And you have to be careful to change your mind and change your life. And you have to be careful to remember that you can start today. Oh, my brother, you've gone before me. How I long to be with you, but through my sorrow, as I remain here, there's only one thing that I I'm gonna wait just a little bit longer. I'm gonna breathe home in the night. I'm gonna wait just a little bit longer until my Savior comes for 
Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.